0: in the Gucci dress with the green and red stripe. I'm the last rapper scared and this is Craig Mac every morning's a fast start. Get dressed cause my closet got more hours and half of them running, starting to yeah. a in your mouth Like a carton of eggs. I'm a young pin, part of my age. I've got long hair. But if I did, she on my braids. You just find out what club they at. Take them with us and run a train on them like a the subway map. Give advances great gray aggro. See these labels got most artists. Get fuck like the gay rapper. I go to college on the tour. throwing down the history, nigga. Next to and Clean text powers in the draw, Woo! cameras by the handles that monitor the floor. Right now, everybody heard of me. Fresh side surgery, flashy as a fuck. You're gonna have to murder me. Burgery, even with your lanky's burgundy. White tea me. you match now. Back down, niggas for the hatred. love you when you disappear. Catching you in a boat with me smoke and fishing. can oh. have you when I talk. Steve notes from different years, oh. Bezzy in a rope. Remotes and different oh. We ain't rich, we we'll be glad to snatch it. Snatches. I send cars to the crib like I'm a cabbage batch. You're better off with the super guys looking for a cooper driver. You ain't getting nothing but your french fries to sides. It's a damn scene, y'all still go go. I'm in a million dollars studio lane, my focus now. Still on the practice, nigga. You ain't going nowhere. You gon' fuckin' be there. Over 200 flavors. That's the sound of the man talking and dang. That's the sound of the man crapping and dang.
1: We was taught not to save the shot. The yeah. flash heard the shot. You feel it burning, I got
2: you. I'll say, pray for me if you care for me, cause I'm on the edge. Finna put a shell on no, my head.
0: I'm <princialted inação> about a lot of ice. I dare you to skate on me. The fifth got a rubber grip and a big homie that took the hit on me couldn't shoot, they say I'm skinny now, but I look bigger than Cootie. My cousin Uzi out in LA, been tripping through the sets again. I shot the fuck up, trying to rob the wrong Mexicans. I write my lifestyle, you niggas is cheaters. Your lines come from feds, fellas, and dogs, oh, you hold you the black hand of death, Then why your name ain't great, sir. If you're a pimp like Ken, why the hoes don't trick you? You want a ball like Kirk, nah, no, surely let me teach you. This flow's God sent. it's bound to reach all familiar with problems, I know how to solve them, send me a train a <coughs> shoot them they don't them. you don't want problems, problems Why, can Why can you you never never never. tell me
1: where.
2: That's who I waited to join. I wanted to see Charlotte. now I could turn the music off and I could deliver my promise so good evening everybody for late night space I'm currently just getting well not just getting in my house I got my house probably like 15 minutes ago um appreciate all of y'all joining in um we just witnessed well, actually, we didn't even just witness yesterday. The Knicks had lost a lead towards the end of the game, but I don't really care for that right now. Um, the main thing I was thinking about today was how the Knicks could get better, and for me personally, uh, just looking at my notes, I think the biggest takeaways from the talk that Charlotte had today with Brett, for me personally, the biggest takeaway was. Julius Randle's here for the foreseeable future, one. Two, management don't view – well, maybe not right now, probably after um, this season when, uh, when R.J. comes back. Management doesn't view R.J. the way I view him. That's two. And three, management is absolutely looking for that next star. They're absolutely not trying to tank. They're not trying to lose. And I understand those sentiments because this is New York. This is the largest market in America. And being the largest market in America, you're supposed to be able to attract all kinds of free agents. And when I say all kinds of free agents, I've been a Nick fan for 22 years. And we've never got any type of traction with free agents. I was on Uncle Freezy's pod last night. And Uncle Freezy, he spoke about um, the Knicks, and he spoke about how Jordan was supposed to come in the Knick, come to the Knicks in '96. He spoke about how Mitch Richmond, the Knicks were supposed to trade for Mitch Richmond when they had Patrick Ewing. He spoke about how the Knicks had a pick, and that pick was used by the Seattle Sonics and the Chicago Bulls traded with that pick, and that pick was used to take Scottie Pippen. And he was just giving me game on how Knicks management have been having blunders since the eighties. And I'm right now I have confidence that my young players will play and they will succeed. But at the same time, I'm losing confidence within the coach and I've lost total confidence within Leon Rose. Uh, the last, even the last four games that we lost, we was up one Oh two to one Oh one with, 320 left in the fourth against Toronto. We know how that ended. We was up seventy we was up eighty-seven seventy-eight the Philly in the late third with four thirty-seven left in the third. We all know how that ended. We was up one seventeen to one fourteen with nine point eight points. I mean nine point eight seconds left in the fourth of The Chicago game and last but not least the most infamous we was up 112 to 103 26.9 seconds left in the game and this one was egregious because after Christian Wood hits the three I'm just thinking to myself where even before he hits that three I kind of felt like the Knicks was going to lose this game but when Spencer Dinwiddie hit his three I was kind of deflated, and to see how Luca catches that rebound off his own missed free throw was absolutely egregious. But I'm not here to blame the players. I, I like, with all due respect, like I, I cannot blame the players for the last two losses, man. I'm blaming Leon Rose. This guy, I I don't know what he's seeing. I don't know what he's watching. I don't know what. He he thinks it's going to transpire. I don't know why he keeps telling people in the media that he wants to wait and sit on his assets and trade for a star. But when I see Tom Thibodeau, and they ask Tom Thibodeau questions like, oh, what about Cam Reddish? What about Evan Fournier? And Tom Thibodeau just gives me a complete just no. Who the hell is in charge here? Are you going to allow your players to continue to play all of these minutes? And granted, man, quickly, 13 points, 15 assists, three rebounds. He played over 50 minutes. Uh, I'm getting absolutely worried. And even with Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell Robinson usually averages around 26 minutes per game. Lately, his minutes skyrocketed. He played 36 minutes last game. And granted, I mean, and granted, we needed all of his minutes. Um, Thirty-six minutes, twenty points, um, eight for nine shooting, four for eight from free throws, sixteen rebounds, seven offensive rebounds, one assist, two steals, zero blocks. Mitchell Robinson played a stellar game. He did what he was supposed to do, but you know we need help. Um, even with even with us looking for trades, um, I don't think the trades would even matter. For me personally, I think we need a coaching change. Uh, even with the change that we get, let's say we get Kuzma. Are we sure that Tibbs will play Kuzma out the gate? If Kuzma is not a Tibbs guy, because it was already reported. Even before we made the trade for Cam Reddish, it was reported that Tibbs wasn't high on Cam Reddish. So if Tibbs is not high on the guy and management go gets that guy, Tibbs refuses to play that guy who's at fault. I have to blame Leon Rose. Uh, I'm past the point of uh, saying that Grimes was gifted the starting job. Like, I I, I don't care about stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to figure out how, could, how can I get this team better now. Each and every game that we lost, it's an interesting soundb- soundbite. Um, the other day we had an interesting soundbite by Niang. Um, I haven't seen drop-back coverage since high school. We get another interesting soundbite by Luka Doncic when Luka Doncic say we know New York is not gonna double I love pick and roll I think everybody knows that so I just roll in with the pick and roll the fact that Tibbs did not double Luka and I watched Luka treat Quentin Grimes like a chew toy and it's not Quentin Grimes' fault it's not Quentin Grimes' fault I was trolling trying to say yeah Quentin Grimes' matchup was Luka and you know Lucas scored 60, 21, and 10. And if RJ was playing, and, and this had to. Fuck all that. This is only on Leon Rose. You need an athletic wing defender who is taller than 6'7. You refuse to play Cam Reddish. So you refuse to go out in the league and search for this guy. So during this losing streak, I literally watched Pascal Siakam treat the whole Knicks starting lineup like chew toys. That is embarrassing for 52 points. Whatever level Randall was, Pascal probably two levels above him. And Randall's playing damn good. But that, was, that shit was embarrassing. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, well, the Knicks could have won games if they could have played Reddish. Man, to hell with that. To hell with that. Back to Leon Rose. Why you haven't made a trade yet? Why are you still sitting on your assets? I understand you want to wait for a star, but how long is that going to wait? The Knicks been pushing this let's wait for a star agenda, i say, for the past four years, since 2018. 2017, it was, it was kind of loud. I mean, it was it, it, it a little chit-chatter, but 2018... 2019, it started getting loud because Katie and Kyrie was about to be free agents, and we all know what happened with that. Now they're talking about, oh, we got all these assets. We got all these future picks. Uh, we're trying to stack these future picks and go get us an all-star. Who is that all-star? Oh, if you want to say Zach Levine, the most I'm giving up for Zach Levine is Evan Fournier, Derrick Rose, Cam Reddish. You could get the Mavs pick. That's it. Sayonara to I don't want to deal with a new today's day and age Allen Houston. That condition that Zach Levine has in his knees, it, 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 it's not good. I, I don't like it. it it's knee tendonitis, And he's a guy who experienced a torn ACL. That is really bad for a guy who relies on athleticism to score. His defense has been horrible. And Zach Levine is not a bad basketball player. But that's the most I'm giving up for him. Who's next? Devin Booker ain't gonna be on the market no time soon. Phoenix will trade, Phoenix a trade DeAndre in before they look at before they think about trading Devin Booker. SGA, why would OKC trade SGA? Why? If I'm OKC, I'm keeping SGA. For what? The only way I'm not keeping SGA is if SGA asks out. Do I think SGA got the temperament, got the got the mindset of a guy who would ask out? No, absolutely not. So is there anybody else out there who could probably help the Knicks? Me, personally, I don't know. Um, Kyle Kuzma, I seen that Rui Hachimura had a good game tonight. I like those two guys. I would absolutely trade for them to get help now. But at the end of the day, do I really want to do that? Do I really want to sacrifice wins in order to keep this coach and keep this president of basketball operations? I don't think so, personally. I would like a new direction. Quickly, 51 minutes. Grimes, 48 minutes. McBride, 46 minutes. Randall, 45 minutes. Robinson, 36 minutes. Sims, Rose, Hardenstein, 13, 12, and 12. That's not good at all, personally. shout out to Quentin Grounds. He said the Quentin a nickname. That nickname, I branded him that nickname for various reasons. But he said the nickname, he played fucking, He played a great game. But I can't even relish in his game because look at 60-20, and the, oh, my goodness. We had a great effing game. I compared him to Danny Green. Last night, he had a hint of Michael Redd to him, a little bit of Michael Finley. His flaw is Danny Green, though. I think he's a serviceable player. I think Quentin Grimes is capable of having nights like this. He hit seven three-pointers in two separate games. Um, last game, he had 33 points, which was a career high, 12 for 25, seven for 16 from three, six rebounds, four assists. I love the fact that he always fills up the box score sheet. Exceptional rebounder to be 6'4". That's one of the main things that stick out to me when it comes to Quinn Grimes. The hell with the defense. That man can rebound the ball. He's a great rebounder. Love him. Love his rebounding. Rebounding shows me what, what type of effort that you give on the ball. That's why I like Quickly because Quickly is another guy who's capable of getting rebounds. That shows me you got effort. That's all I ask. Randall ain't playing bad basketball. He's giving an effort. He's playing good basketball. So you got to get props to do. Quentin Grimes is playing damn good basketball. Yes, every time I I do bet on him, he always have triple singles. When I don't bet on him, he always have games like this. So you know what? I'm just not betting on Quan Grimes for the rest of the season. That's how we going to do that. I don't know what type. I don't know who to compare him to. Um... But hopefully he can continue giving us positive energy, giving us good games. Um, I could care less how many games we lose. But for the interest of the New York Knicks and for the future of the New York Knicks, I would personally like to lose because I need Tibbs fired. Either I need Tibbs fired or I need Leon Rose fired. Someone got to explain to me. How you have $100 million sitting on your bench and none of these dudes contribute to nothing last game. How? Resigning Derrick Rose, that was a travesty. Disgusting contract. Signing Evan Fournier, travesty. Disgusting contract. Trading for Cam Reddish, knowing damn well the coach don't want Cam Reddish. Travesty. It's a travesty. He has to make a trade. And the funny thing is, you know, I asked Brett about Obi Toppin. And he said specifically that Obi Toppin does have a future on the Knicks. But if a star comes along, they're not, they're they're not against, they're not against trading him. And I can understand that. This is something that I wanted for the past three years. Absolutely makes no sense to keep Obi Toppin on the roster when you have Julius Randle. It makes no sense. You might as well train Obi, let him go somewhere where he could get a starting job and actually flourish, draft you a nice young 18 18 year old, nice young spry 18 year old, and just mold him behind Randle. It's simple. You don't gotta pay that dude till four years from now, twenty twenty-six. No, well basically twenty twenty yeah, three years from now, because basically in twenty twenty six you have the chance to extend them. That's what I would do. Carmelo Anthony's right on right on the street. Right on the street. We go get that help right now. Isaiah Hardenstein, love you. No reason why he should be playing over Jericho Sims. That defensive activity of Quinn Grimes, Deuce McBride, Mitchell Robinson, Manu quickly, kudos to those guys. Kudos to those guys. Those guys have been a, a, damn good on defense. The Knicks is ninth in offensive rating, tenth in defensive rating, tenth in points differential, second in most points, per game in the Eastern Conference. So it's a good team somewhere. It's it's, it's a good quality team somewhere. Is Tim's the guy to find this quality team? Hell no. Me personally, got to move on. It's time. But not yet, though. After this season, I think it'll be time. Because after this season, now, you could bring in a new coach. He could come in. Tibbs already got the landscape. He already got the, 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 the foundation built. These guys know what, know, what it mean, know what it means to win under a tough coach like Tom Thibodeau. They had tough coaching. They understand the, 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 the rigors of how to be NBA players, they understand how to practice, they under, understand how to focus. That is something that I would take to the bank with Tom Thibodeau. When R.J. Barrett, one of those boys, holding up that trophy, I'm going to thank Tom Thibodeau because he ain't going to be the one here to help them do it. He started a good foundation, though. Started a great foundation. Took Julius Randle four years, but he finally playing good ball. R.J. Barrett, he finally, he finally playing good ball. The only thing about R.J. Barrett, he got to stop starting off the season slow. He looked like a complete bum in November. I don't know what the hell is wrong with R.J. Barrett when it comes to November, in any season. He's been horrible in November in every single season besides COVID yet. But I don't count the COVID season. COVID season is a bunch of malarkey. Poppycock, fake basketball. Knicks Knicks is in a good spot, but we in a bad spot. It depends on how these next couple of weeks ago. These next four weeks is going to tell me a lot about the Knicks in January. I should know exactly how the Knicks are by my birthday. My birthday is January 25th. And we play the Spurs next game. Do I think the Knicks is going to beat the Spurs? Hell no. Why? Because we're we're injured. One. Two. Tibbs is going to play a seven-man rotation. Three. Leon Rose is still going to be sleeping, so I chalked that up as a loss. Devin Fazile, you might as well book it for him twenty plus next tomorrow's game. One of them, one of those two is going to go off for thirty. It's always like this, and I hate it. Right after the Knicks game, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Let 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 me let me go down the so. We play the Spurs, right? Then I believe we play Houston. After Houston, we play the Suns. After the Suns, we play the Spurs again. Then after the Spurs, we play the Bucs. After the Bucs, we play the Pacers. After the Pacers, we play the Raptors. So I should know who the Knicks are by the third week of January. Are they pretenders or are they a real playoff team? I would like for this team to make the playoffs, me personally. I think they deserve it. I think the young kids that's playing minutes right now, I think they for sure deserve to make the playoffs. But would I like to make the playoffs with this coach? No. With this roster? Mm, no. I think we need a couple tweaks. But at the same time, I feel like I deserve to watch a playoff series. While Randall's having this season, while Brunson is having this season, while RJ is having this season. But do I see winning anytime soon? I don't see it. That loss we had, that's the type of loss you lose against Dallas, and especially to a guy like Luka, that's the type of loss that will – that's like a headshot in Call of Duty. Like, that's that kind of loss. Like, that's that could that could really end your season early. Because after that game, you're still away. You're not home. And then when the Knicks come back to the garden, the first team they gotta play is the San Antonio Spurs. And I hope Greg Pop don't run laughs around us. But I hope Obi Toppin is available to play. I don't know if R.J.'s going to be back by then. But a lacerated hand, somebody told me, well, I asked the nurse, he said, well, it, takes, it, it, it depends on how long it takes for it to heal, um, how deep is the cut, and when do they take the stitches out. So I'm going to assume basically that R.J. Barrett would be out technically until the second week of January. Can the Knicks survive? Can Quentin Grimes produce enough? Will Leon Rose make a trade? Can Emmanuel quickly produce enough until Jalen Brunson come back? We are missing Obi Toppin mightily. And I hope Julius Randle's getting a lot of rest. Um, He's been playing so well, but he's been playing so many minutes. So I'm going to knock on wood, hope to God that he does not get hurt, and hope that luck continues to be on his side. Because if he goes down, then the season is really done. I'm holding on to a strand because we just won game above 500. But if we continue on this losing streak, which I think we will, I am ready to tank. I'm ready to look right at the draft lottery. And if I'm looking at the mock draft right now, and I'm looking at just some of the players, you know, Victor's going one school Henderson going two, then you've got Nick Smith right? Then you got A. Thompson, then you got Cam Whittemore, then you got Gregory Jackson, then you got Anthony Black, Jarice Walker, Bobby Miller, Brandon Miller, Azir Thompson, Keontae George. That's just your top 12. Out of that top 12, if I look at it right now, I see about mm, four first, four number one overall picks. Just looking at that top 12. The rest is great. So either or I'm I'm just comfortably fine with what the Knicks do. If they gonna lose, lose mightily. Lose damn good. Adam Silver, I just want him to know that what he did in 2019 was very disrespectful, even though I love RJ Barrett. And I'm not trading RJ Barrett. And RJ Barrett is a player that we have to build with. I don't think he's a player right now you build around. I think he's a player you build with. This Knicks roster, like, as I'm looking at it, this Knicks roster needs a player, like a generational talent. You need to just pop the guy in the star five. They are missing that right now. So I think overall it depends on how these next few weeks go. So by January 18th, we should know what the Knicks are like. And also we should know... A lot about the Knicks when it comes to Tom Thibodeau, because if Tom Thibodeau is going to continue to play these minutes and continue to lose, and now the media, national media, is starting to get wind of Tom Thibodeau, what's going to happen with him? Because we also had Ian Bagley go on an interview, go on a spit. He went on an interview and he basically said, "Look, man." Tom Thibodeau and Leon Rose is married at the head. That's disgusting news. This is why you never mix friends with with business. Because if you have a friend for 20 years, how are you going to fire him? Who's going to be the fall guy? Everything that's going on right now is because of Leon Rose. I can't even blame Tom Thibodeau. Blaming Tom Thibodeau is absolutely pointless to me, in my opinion. And blaming Tom Thibodeau is pointless because Leon Rose is the person that sets the dinner table. He's the person that goes up to James Dolan, has James Dolan sign the checks, and he's the person that is the ultimate decision maker. The Knicks got too many cooks in the kitchen. Um, I, I have no faith in Leon Rose right now, as it currently stands. Um, I have no faith that he can build a roster. Uh, the fact that Steve Mills, your best two draft picks is still from the Steve Mills era. That's kind of pathetic. Grimes is kind of making them look good, but Grimes is not good enough. Especially when you win in a meaningless COVID season. You could have had grimes with somebody else. I need more. Am I being unfair? You're damn right I'm being unfair. So what? Got to build a better team. Got Lucas saying, I'm tired as hell. I need a recovery beer. That is disrespectful. New York led the game by nine points with 33.9 seconds left on the clock. The Mavericks put together a 12-3 run to end the final 30 seconds of regulation. Dallas was three points down with Luka Doncic going to the free throw line. Luka Doncic makes the first free throw, misses the second on purpose, catches his own rebound, taps it in. The Mavs forced the Knicks to miss eight of ten shot attempts in OT. Luka put together the first 60-21 in 10. In the history of the basketball association. That's what I witnessed. And Leo Rose doesn't have the balls to even speak to the fan base. This is what we're working with right now. This is this is what we're working with right now. He doesn't have he how do you not want to speak to the to the Knicks fan base after this? How? my last year my, my my last twenty years of watching the knicks man um the knicks have a six six hundred fifty two to nine hundred fifty five record between december twenty ninth two thousand two and december twenty ninth two thousand twenty two that's well below five hundred that's well well below five hundred um even just looking at the Knicks history, let's go. I'm, I'm gonna go back to 2001. This was Jeff Gant- Jeff Van Gundy, and he actually quit on the Knicks. After he quit, this is why a lot of Nick fans. I get into arguments with a lot of Nick fans because I'm kind of used to the Knicks just being mid. So when I see my team allocate 300 plus million dollars to RJ. Randall, and Jalen Brunson, I think I kind of have that right to actually just complain about the product that Leon Rose is giving the Knicks right now. After we tr- we trade Patrick Ewing, Knicks, 3852, 2001-2002, 2002-2003, Knicks is thirty seven forty five. and that same year, you got LeBron James, you, you got Bron James in the draft. Come on now. You got Carmelo Anthony, D-Wade, Chris Bosh. Why are you winning 37 games? Absolutely pointless. Absolutely pointless. 2003, 2004, they won 39 games. They lost in the Eastern Conference in the first round. Okay, cool. Mediocre first round. You, you go to playoffs for what? The very next year, you win 33 games. The year after, you win 23 games. That's 05, 06. The year after, you win 33 games again. 06, 07. 07, 08, you win 23 games. 08, 09, you win 32 games. 09, 010, you win 29 games. 2011. We still got Mike D'Antoni. You got Amari Stoudemire. You go all in. You trade for Melo. You win 36 game, The games the next season. Remember, it was a stoppage. In 2011-2012. The very next season we win 54 games. 2012-2013. That was next tape year. We lost in the Eastern Conference semis. I remember when Carmelo Anthony and these dudes. Went to the Boston Celtics. And they came to the game in all black. And they lost three straight games. And proceeded to have injuries. We could not beat Indiana. A team that we did. Call the Knicks the New York Pacers. The Pacers is—they even got a young backcourt, and we dare to just be disrespectful to everybody else. After we win fifty-four games, obviously the team is old. Um, this dude resign—I think he picks up Chauncey Billis uh, picks up Chauncey Billis option. Um, then amnesty Chauncey Billis instead of Amnesty and. Amari Stoudemire, which he should have did because you knew you wanted Chris Paul. Goddamn idiots. So you went 37 games. Then you went 17 games in 2014, 2015. You draft me Porzingis. With Porzingis, you went 32 games. And then you went 31 games. But you know what the biggest issue with Porzingis was? And I was really fed up about we had no first-round pick in 2015, 2016, 2016, 2017 drafts. We had no first-round pick. So we couldn't even – even if we wanted to build with Porzingis, we couldn't because no superstar was going to come to the Knicks at that time. That's poppycock nonsense. Musayu Jerry, Punk James Dolan. Stole first round picks, used one of the Knicks' first round picks to trade for Kawhi. He wins a championship. The Knicks is still rebuilding years later. Disgusting. And one of those picks turned into Jamal Murray. Absolutely disgusting. So 2017, 2018, you win 29 games. In 2018, 2019, you win 17 games. So in 2017, the Knicks drafted Frank Nalikina. In 2018, the Knicks drafted Kevin Knox. This is after multiple seasons of the Knicks having no first-round picks. That is a setback. Disgusting. Phil Jackson, James Dolan didn't know how to say Frank Nilakina's name. He went in his office the next day, fired Phil Jackson ass. Get you, get out of here. Fired. So you drafted who? Frank Nillikina, huh? Frederick Weiss, 1999 all over again? Over Ron Artest? Are we kidding me? That's what we doing? And, and don't get me wrong. I love Frank Nilakina. I was a Frank Nilakina stand. But I debted that stand nonsense after Frank and Kevin Knox let me down. Two straight lottery picks down the drain. You got St. Gilgis Alexander averaging 30, and Knox could barely get off the bench for the Detroit Pistons. Such an L I'm taking for Kevin Knox. But the Knicks need to take an L too. You don't even give the boy a chance to show what he could do. You completely bench him and sign four power forwards. And got me watching Bobby Portis trying to to look like Rashard Lewis. Come on. Come on. That's nonsense. That's garbage. Absolute garbage. Absolute garbage. You drive Frank Lillacchino over Donovan Mitchell. Only for you to, years later, try to trade for Spider-Man. Only for you to get curved and have Spider-Man go to Cleveland. This is the Knicks, ladies and gentlemen. don't happen to other franchises. I never heard of another franchise go through the bullshit that the Knicks go through. You know how many arguments I got with Knicks fans over Knox and Frank Nillikina? There was rumors that Steve Mills did not want to include Knox and Frank Nillikina and Mitchell Robinson in the Anthony Davis trade. Knox and Frank Nellikina is no longer on the Knicks. And surprisingly, the person that stayed is Mitch Robinson, who is now my starting center. I am happy for that. But that is still egregious. When you draft in a lottery, you have to hit on that pick. You have to. Even if he's a low-level starter, you at least hit on the pick. When you miss on draft picks, that will set you back. We win 17 games. We get RJ Barrett.
0: Okay, we come on. Okay. Okay, that's a
2: start. Okay, sign Julius Randle, 24 years old. Okay, it's a start. Very next season, you win 21 games and you draft Obi Top and Julius Randle's backup. Come on now. Come on, Leon Rose. You have to be better than this. You have to be better than this. Everybody in the planet knows. And I'm not going to sit here and, and, and poo-poo on, 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 on big dog Juju because he's been playing so well. I, but I would still trade him. But he's been playing so well. If the Knicks want to keep him, I cool. No problem. But when you draft Obi, you absolutely have to trade Randall. That is how smart teams operate. Knicks operate as backwards, as backwards, and it's an L because Tyrese Halliburton is averaging twenty and ten, and he might be an All Star starter. That is an L on the Knicks. No matter how how you slice the pie, you can slice it diagonally, circle. It does not matter. That is an L. The only way it can't be an L. Is if Obi Toppin was playing 25 minutes per game behind Julius reign. Oh, oops. Look at our coach, Tom Thibodeau. He ain't doing that shit. You think Obi would have played 20 plus minutes in this game? Hell no. Probably would have played 19. I'm being generous. I'm being extremely generous right now. After Tom Thibodeau. I need a fresh young head coach. Um, preferably a minority. But if he's not a minority, I don't give a shit if he's blue, yellow, purple, white, black, orange, red. I don't give a shit. Just make sure he's young, fresh, spry, someone I listen, someone that. When he's in an interview and I listen to his voice, I can actually believe the shit that, he talk, that he's talking about. I can actually believe it. I'm looking at some of these other young coaches and it's. It, look, at the, look, look at the Grizzlies coach. Look at the New Orleans Pelicans coach. There's not a lot of these old school coaches in the NBA no more. I, don't get me wrong, Tibbs is setting a great foundation. But at the same time, when we when it's time to move on, it's a lot of good options for the Knicks. And obviously, the best coach of all time in Knicks history is Red is Red Holzman, obviously. Um but the Knicks had Willis Reed, Red Holtzman again, then Hubie Brown, then Rick Pitino, then S. Jackson, Pat Riley, then Don Nelson, then Jeff Van Gundy, then Lenny Wilkins, then Larry Brown, then Isaiah Thomas, then Mike D'Antoni, then Derek Fisher, then Jeff Hornacek, then David Fisdell, now Tom Thibodeau. The Knicks then had legendary coaches coach the New York Knicks. All of them failed, besides Big Red. All of them. All of them. D'Antoni, failure. Isaiah Thomas, failure. Let's not even get to what Isaiah Thomas was doing in the Knicks organization and how much James Dolan had to pay off. Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson was so bad that on basketball reference, you don't see no nothing over here talking about Phil Jackson. That's how bad he, that, he a, bad a job he did for the New York Knicks. But he did one thing. No, two things. The first thing, he taught Leon Rose, you got to stay out the way. I mean, not even Leon Rose, James Dolan. Taught him you gotta stay out the way. And the second second thing I think he taught James Dolan is you gotta keep your draft picks. And it's, I find it funny since you told me about draft picks. Leon Rose was Carmelo Anthony's agent. He was also also Andrea the agent. So is he gunshot? Because he already have seen what trading first round pick does to a team. Who knows? but he can't be gunshot now. This team needs help and a lot of help. And what's crazy about this Knicks roster, like right now as it currently stands, within the past 20 years, this Knicks Knicks team right now, within the past 20 years, had the highest offensive rating. Which is amazing to me. Because I'm still looking at this Knicks roster, and I'm still ready to tank, me personally. Because I just, I just want one more guy. I love the Jalen Brunson pickup. That was a nice start. But we just need one more guy. Leon Rose has to atone for the Evan Fournier, for the Cam Reddish, for the OB Toppin pickup, pick botched, for the Manion Quickly trade rumors. I don't even know why Manion Quickly's in trade rumors. People mentioning Manion Quickly in trades for Zach Levine, I find it foolish. You don't trade one of the best NBA defenders at all. And I've been very critical of Manning Quickly these past couple of years. Um, but at the same time, I understand Manning Quickly's value. And to have in his second start, his career high in assists, I got to show him some love people on Twitter spaces yesterday were saying that, oh, he quickly lost us the game. I strongly disagree with that. He had the second highest assist and a half this season. First was Nikola Jokic, obviously with 12, a fucking center, getting 12 assists and a half. That is my career mode like. And at one point, quickly had... Zero turnovers and 14 assists. So I like the fact that Quickly is looking for his guys, uh, but he has to. He, it, the Knicks need a plan for him. They need a steady role for him. His role has changed so many times throughout the course of these first three seasons. Is his role on ball? Is his role a scorer? Is his role a playmaker? Um, starter, backup, backup point guard, backup shooting guard. Um, small ball guard we have it- Thibodeau this is not I need I just need Thibodeau fired because I think we don't even use quickly skill to the best of his ability His shooting skills and what I mean by that is I don't see quickly coming off screens enough I don't see quickly coming around drag screens or flare screens and coming off picks and just catching the ball and shooting absolutely don't see that. Absolutely don't. But for me, if y'all want to really talk, and y'all want me to really give y'all an honest opinion about this whole call trade for a star stuff, um... There's three people I would hold out for. And I'm just looking at the landscape. And three people that personally, if I was the Knicks and you was to tell me a year from now or next summer or the summer after, if the Knicks was to be patient and they could get this sad person, all would be forgiven. Off the top of my head. The first guy, and the reason why I mention mention this guy, because I think I think Adam Silver threw Jordan a bone um, by allowing this man to draft a guard like LaMelo Ball. But at the same time, and Lamella Ball, since he's come back from injuries averaging 23 and a half points, seven assists. Five six rebounds and one point one steals. Um, what is it? What is the chances that he re-signs in Charlotte? Because when I look at when when I think about it, and just looking at Charlotte and looking at the landscape, when I thought when I thought about Zion Williamson, I thought he was never leaving New Orleans. The reason why I thought he never was was leaving New Orleans because Alvin Gentry, he was just. Office rockers. He was out of out of date, out of pocket. Old school coach. He had to go, and also, I just love Brandon Ingram. I really love Brandon Ingram. He's a bona fide championship number two option, I believe. As of right now, like I just think I believe he's a championship two option. Um, can he be a championship one option? I don't know, but I know he can because. Zion Williamson is a guy in the playoffs. You wall him off. Now, he's a generational talent. Now, if you wall him off, okay, cool. But Brandon Ingram, I think he's really, really good. Um, and New Orleans was a team that, yes, they was down in the dirt. I believe they started one and ten, but then they started to pick it up. And the reason why they was one and ten because Brandon Ingram was actually hurt. And also, some of the young guys that wasn't playing, they actually started playing. Um, shout outs to shout outs to their coach too, man. Because you got Herb Jones over there, you got Trey Murphy um, the third over there, and you got Jose the boy from New York over there, and they all hooping, and they all late first round picks, and Jose is undrafted, and they're all hooping, all of them are hooping. Totally different situation, right? And then once Brandon Ingram comes back, I can't look at the Charlotte Hornet roster. And I can tell you right now, I don't even got to turn on the PlayStation. I can tell you right now, they ain't no, they ain't no fucking player on the Charlotte roster that's above 80 overall. I don't even think none of them ninjas is above 79. They poop. Poop. And they don't have a Brandon Ingram. They don't have a crutch right now. Uh, would Adam Silver give them the one pick Just to keep them I mean I would I mean money reasons why You're yeah, damn right That shouldn't be special But at the same time Let's drop the Doomsday ball Let's say if they fall to the fifth pick What is the next step? If you LaMelo ball I ain't got no damn Victor Wimanyama Nobody ain't coming to North Carolina um, Do you want to be in a big market? I don't know um, I know that his pops damn sure don't want him in Charlotte. That, his face, that draft night, I know his pops don't want him in Charlotte. But is there a possible chance that LaMelo be like, man, you know what? Fuck off. I'm not resigning this rookie scale contract. Just trade me. Get me out of here. That's a guy I would give up the farm for. Six, eight point guards don't grow on trees. That's like the, the the Egyptian god cards in Yu-Gi-Oh! Like you don't you don't get those everywhere. Mind you, shout outs to Mike Miller. He started Alfred Payton and Mo Harkless after the all-star break for the Knicks to win 21 games for us to draft Obi Toppin, Julius Randle's backup. Instead of the Knicks winning 17 games and trying to go get LaMella Ball. But you know, it's neither here nor there. But if he was to ask out, I would absolutely give up the fall for LaMelo Ball. No questions asked. Whatever they want. You want the unprotected picks. You can take it. I'm just not trading RJ. That's my that's my thing. So as long as y'all know and respect that I'm not trading RJ Barrett in any trade I do, I don't care about how many picks leave. I don't care about no young players. I don't care about this random ball that but, all of them could go. But I know that after a trade like with LaMelo Ball, I know that Brunson will still be here. I know that Randall will probably still be here. RJ will probably still be here. I know damn sure they're not trying to give up fucking Quentin Grimes. Y'all could take everything else. You want the 2023 pick, Knicks pick unprotected? You could take that too, buddy. You want 2025 unprotected? Here, you can have it, sir. Have it, sir. 2027, have it, sir. You want those unprotected lotteries? Take it, sir. I don't care about the Mastik, sir. I'm trying to get better now. Absolutely would give up the phone for LaMelo Ball. Um. Obviously, the second person is just fucking Luka Doncic. Oh, my fucking God. Like, I've like. I seen some cold white balls, man. Some cold European players, man. One of my favorites, Pager Sojakovic, the, 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 the monster. You ever played NBA Live 2002 with the Sacramento Kings? With c Webb and Pager with Mike Bitt. Oh, come on now. Bobby Jackson. Pager. I love Pager. Another low-key dude I love was, um, what's the ball from? My boy, Hito. Loved Hito Turkoglu. Loved him. Loved Ginobili. Can Luca Doncic, it, he's like, he's like, yo, no, like, trying to, yo, he's like, he's like James Harden mixed with, like, Like, I can't even explain the shit. Like, he's like James Harden mixed with, like, Paul Pierce or some shit. Like, like I don't even know where this guy, guy came from. Like, that 60, 21, and 10, all props to Luka. If he was the ever going to ever go on the market, you absolutely trade a decade worth of first-round picks. If hey, someone like that, get on the market. You, You better... You thought Isaiah Thomas was bad. Leon Rowe, you better trade everything. The dancers, too. Send them off. That boy, Cole, that's a championship one option. They don't have a two option, three option, or fourth option. Christian Wood is a championship fifth option. Spencer Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie he's your sixth option. The rest of the roster is poop. Cool. But Luka, that's a championship one option for sure. LaMelo, I don't know. But Luca, yeah, you're damn right. That that he's really good. Like, he's really fucking good. Play at his own pace. Handle. Know how to manipulate screens. He could give you 10 assists. He 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 give you effort on rebounds. He could give you 20 fucking rebounds. He can give you 20 assists. He can give you 60. He can step back threes, middies, post-up. High jump hooks, or every single bag tricks like this shit is crazy what I'm seeing from Luca. It's too bad he will never ever sniff a championship on the Dallas Mavericks as their roster is currently constructed. State what would you give up for Luca? The the whole New Yorker go. Send the whole New York to Dallas. I'm just not trading RJ. I'm just sorry. Like, I just can't. I can't. I can't. That's like, like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Y'all can take all the first round picks. Y'all want to have it. It's okay. You can take it. But he's absolutely a guy you give up the farm for. Anything the Knicks trade for him, you get him. You just get him in the uniform. Like, that's why I was really a dominant about the Donovan Mitchell trade. Like, those type of dudes really come around. You, it's rare in the NBA. You have a young 25-year-old dead smack in the middle of his prime asking out on his current team, and he actually wants to be a New York man. You don't pass up that chance. Hell no. Do I think Donovan's a superstar? We're about to find out in this year's playoffs. We're going to find out. He ain't playing with – his second-best player now is not a player from Europe. His second-best player is Garland. Garland just had 46. Smacked one of my tickets. Shout-outs to, shout to Garland, yo. Yeah? All-star. Love his game. Love his talent. Garland is OD crafty with the pill. And he don't even try to dunk. Everything is finesse, smooth, midi, step back midi. I'm going to get my teammates involved, but I know when to score. Love Garland's game. Evan Mobley, we're not even going to talk about the young unicorn who Horn didn't even grow yet. You got Jared Allen. You got Kevin Love coming off the bench. They made the go on the championship run right now. Literally right now. If they was to the win a championship, how much fucking – I want everybody in management fired. If Cleveland win the chip this year, do you know what type of stain that would look like the New York New York Knicks? Like, I'm going to be in my 40s asking myself, like, why the Knicks allow a 25-year-old to go on the market for them to say, nah, we're not going to trade for him? Shout-outs to Carmelo Anthony. You got to get a generational talent in the building before you start talking this, oh, we want to win now bullshit. We have no generational talent on the roster. You're absolutely supposed to go get Donovan Mitchell. Absolutely. We missed, that's a missed opportunity. But it's going to come around again. Luke is a guy I would give the farm up for. That's a fact. LaMelo, Luca, love those two. Give up the farm for them. Now, like, for me, the third guy, so it's kind of, so for me, it's kind of interesting because sometimes you never know what could transpire in the NBA uh, you never know what guys, uh, spry loose. Uh, you never know what guys are say, Hey man, I had my time here. It's time for me to go. Uh, you, you never know these things. Um, another player that I would give up the farm for, but I will only give up the farm for this guy if, We was in. Let's say if we was in a free agency year, and there was two other current all stars who was just in free agency. Like, all right. So let's say hypothetically speaking. Let me. I I gotta like this when I say this. Oh man, I hate this hypothetical crap, man. Because when you think hyper, when you talk hypothetical, you gotta like, you gotta envision it, but you gotta like put context to it while you envisioning it so it could like all come together but like let's say hypothetically speaking the Knicks get the 2025 um, let's say they get a couple first round exits right let's say we a first round exit each year in 2025 so let's say hypothetically speaking Giannis wants to leave Milwaukee so in that kind of situation where he wants to leave Milwaukee and he says look I come to the Knicks, but the only way I come to the Knicks, if you could get two other players. Alright, cool. Who's the two other players? Um, I already looked at 2025 Free Agency. I kind of know some of the players who's in free agency. What's the what's the dream scenario? Um, fuck it. Let me take another hit. Um. Hmm. Let's say Donovan, he had enough of Cleveland. He said, you know what? I'm gonna come to New York. Fuck it. Yo. Tatum, what's up? What you doing? All right, we're going to come to New York together. All right, now you boom. Now you trade the farm. You trade the farm for one of those dudes, and the other two, you get them in free agency. The rest of your roster, you fill it out, you have a nice day. Cap space go up to 171 million. If the Knicks don't get me a fucking free agent in 2025, dog, three years from now, I'll be. I'll be 35. When I'm 35 years old, the Knicks, when that fucking catchphrase go up to $171 million, they better bring me a fucking superstar. Tatum, Giannis, Donovan, all three of them ninjas is is free agents in all the same offseason. It's no way possible how you don't try to get one of those dudes. But you got to build yourself up to get to that point. This is why a guy like me don't want to see my team break down throughout this season. And I'm willing to give up one of these protected lottery picks to give up, get us immediate help right now. Let's say knock on wood. Quickly in those boys. They just all played 45 minutes plus. Let's say next game we come out. Let's say one of these dudes trip hard, some shit. High ankle sprain. Somebody just trip hard. Cause it's coming. Oh, don't, oh, 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 don't let don't whatever's in your brain thinking about Thibodeau when it comes to injuries, it's on its way, fellas. Whoever thought this season was gonna be sweet, this shit's sinking right now in front of our very eyes. Let's say Randall gets hurt next game, God forbid. Because it's funny, the Twitter spaces before yesterday's game, I complained to Charlotte, and I asked Charlotte, I said, yo, Charlotte, what if RJ Barrett is, what if he gets hurt? Like, what if something happens to him? Who's going to step in and give us that type of production? Now, Quinn Grimes, he graduated last night, gave me 33. I have no problem with that. But the man played forty six fucking minutes. Oh my goodness, forty six. Something got to give. Slice off ten minutes from that. That's thirty six minutes. Slice off ten from from Randall. Slice off ten from quickly. That's 30 minutes right there. That's 30. Free. That's 30 free. Just somebody, just play. Even if you don't got R.J. Barrett, you could have had A.J. Griffin in the lineup. Here, 30 minutes for you. Go play. Even if he was on the bench this season, riding on the bench, he would have been playing right now. Because Tibbs don't even like Cam Reddish. So why the fuck would you even trade for him? Got fucking Knicks fans like me arguing with other Knicks fans over fucking Quentin Grimes and Cam Reddish all fucking summer. Sounded like dummies arguing with each other, pinning our kids against each other. When you shouldn't have never even signed Evan Fournier in the fucking first place, clowns. Nobody could tell me that the Knicks had to trade out the first round and give up bad contracts and all that nonsense and and they had to do all of that to get Jalen Brunson. You could have found a way to keep that 11 pick, draft somebody, and still get Jalen Brunson. The rest of that shit is company company man poppycock. To 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 let Leon Rose slide once again. How Jalen Brunson hurt right now? You don't think another draft pick, another another body could have helped us? Come on. You don't think the ball from you don't think the ball from OKC could have helped us? Come on. Come on. We got come on. Come on, Knicks. Come on, Knicks. So I'm hoping, I'm I'm hoping and praying each time that I wake up, I'm hoping I'm hearing some type of new news from the Knicks. And what makes it even more annoying is A.J. Griffin, and and, and it's crazy because he shot a high percentage, he shot a high three-point percentage in college. So usually a good indicator in college from a player that's going to be a solid shooter in the NBA is when you look at that three-point percentage and you look at their free throw percentage. You don't necessarily got to look at that field goal percentage because in college, your role in college might be different than in the NBA, but your three-point percentage, that jump shot and that free-throw percentage at the line, that always sticks with you because your shot profile in the NBA from the mid-range area might be different from college. In college, three-point shots, you still shooting from the same spots. You could work on that at least. And right now, as it currently stands, he's shooting 48% from the field, 37% from three, and 88% from the free-throw line. You don't think we can use that right now? While Cam Reddish is just just riding on the bench, his last three games, he's averaging 15 points, four rebounds, 1.3 steals, 64% from the field, 62% from three-point range. Could have used 30 minutes tonight from A.J. Griffin, couldn't we? I mean, we could have, you know. So I kind of agree with D when – he brought that point up, and that was where I got that point from because I wasn't – me personally, I wasn't thinking about that at first. And when Deeb had brought it up, uh, it was in his Twitter space about two weeks ago, and I was listening. I am like, yo, damn, you
0: kind of right.
2: Because we
0: kind of still could have had
2: A.J. Griffin. kind of still could have finagled our way to still get Jalen Brunson, maybe to Jalen, but it probably took a little less his first year. Um, but, you know – just need a hair there. Um, shout out to Roy Hachimura, by the way. Tonight he had 30 points. Um, This is why I don't like listening to a lot of these dudes on Twitter. Because I say a name like Roy Hachimura, and dudes are right under my tweet. Like, oh, you stupid. He ass. He this. He that. Shut the fuck up. When I see a guy who goes 30 points, 11 for 13, in a win versus Phoenix... And, 13, and his 13 field goal attempts are tied for his second fewest of any 30-point game in the NBA season, and he's 24 years old, and he's averaging 18 points on 67% shooting in four games since returning from a 16-game absence. What the fuck are we talking about? D, are we talking basketball, brother? Are we talking basketball? Are, are some of these dudes really talking basketball? I mean, some people just come on Twitter faces. They just, you know, chit-chat and yappity, yap, yap, yap. And When dude is really trying to break it down to you like, yo, bro, we need a tall wing. Or when somebody saying, yo, bro, we need more help. Or we need this. We need another guy for the small ball liner. You're literally watching Tobias Harris shoot over RJ and shoot over Quentin Grimes. He shot over RJ the, first, the, the other game he played against them, Because I remember... Because he, he, matter of fact, he made me money on the game. He kept shooting over RJ Barrett. Like, literally, just, I'm gonna shoot right over you. And it gets disgusting at times. Roy Hachimura could absolute what? If the Knicks was, they pull off a fucking trade and got me Kuzma and Roy Hachimura in the same deal, do you know how much of a, 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 a boost that would help the Knicks, bro? You're getting 18 points per game, and you're getting 20 and 8. Like, ain't they on a team that happily wants to tank? Like, their team genuinely wants to tank. Genuinely. Genuinely wants to tank. I would absolutely love one of the – I would love both of those wings. If if, if the plan was, hey, oh, man, we're going to get, you know, Kyle Kuzma and Roy Hachimura. Listen, man, yo, Roy Hachimura, we're going to uh, uh, re-sign him. Okay, then send Obi back in that deal. But if you're going to keep Obi in that, if you're going to keep Obi out of that deal, send Isaiah Hard to Washington. You keep my man Obi. You got Roy Hachimura. You got Kyle Kuzma. Now make it do what it do. Figure that shit out. Grimes, sorry, brother. You're going back to the bench. No way in fucking that. And I love Grimes but there's no way in fucking hell I'm starting a playoff series versus Philadelphia, and Quentin Grimes is my starting two guard. That is absolute poppycock fuckery. And it's not because I don't like him. It's because he's not ready yet. Needs more sasson on his body. I watched that 60-21-10. I was thinking about the playoffs the whole time. How is we going to put that young man, at the tender age of 22 in his sophomore year in a playoff series versus a Hall of Famer in James Harden. Are you shitting me? Are you shitting me? You better put R.J. fucking ass, that third overall fucking pick on James Harden and tell R.J. Barrett he better grow some fucking hair on his chest. You better not put my young boy Grimes on no fucking James Harden. You fucking kidding me? Who you putting Quentin Grimes on in a in a playoff series versus the Bucks? Who? Drew Holiday? Fool! I'm damn sure not putting no more on Chris Kobe Middleton. Fool! And it's not because he's not whack. It's because he's not tall enough. He's not, he don't got his man bones yet. He's not prepared for that smoke yet. Not right now. Them two missed free throws told me all I need to know about Quentin Grimes right now. He's not ready yet. He's not not there yet. He got to grow a little more. He's still a little baby. Still need some teddy milk a little bit. Not prepared for that smoke yet. But I wouldn't mind him starting the playoff series. But would I have confidence? Hell fucking no. Because I know a dude like James Harden will uh, see him and be like, you know what? I got the sophomore on me. Y'all give me pick and rolls all game, champ. I'm taking him to the Baja all game. They going to give me all these superstar calls. Because you know they are going to call it. <sighs> you breathe on Harden, you know they are going to call it. So I want like a vet there. Somebody who's been there already. Somebody who's not the who's not thirty years old. Somebody who got I could bring in and they could give me immediate help, immediate. So I'm hoping the Knicks could just find me somebody like I'm hoping for a rabbit out the hat, like some some miraculous trade. Like we traded Porzingis. That shit don't happen often. And what I mean by that is when a player who has yet to sign his rookie deal gets traded, we did not extend Porzingis. We actually traded him, and he extended himself on the Mavericks that offseason. I think that's unprecedented. I think the last time where, like, a rookie coming off a rookie-scale deal Uh, basically was leaving his team and going to another team. Right now, coming off the top of my head, was Shaquille O'Neal. And that's why they changed the rules. Because back in 1996, Shaquille O'Neal was on the Orlando Magic. They basically tried to lowball him, give him about... I thought they was trying to give him like $80 or something. They just trying to give him some bullshit. And the Lakers basically said, look, big fella, we're going to give you $120 million and we're going to give you the franchise of the Los Angeles Lakers. He came off his rookie deal as an unrestricted free agent, and he left. I would like to know, would the NBA ever bring that back? And say, you know what? We're going to completely abolish the uh, the, the restricted free agency. We're just going to have it unrestricted but have certain protocols and dudes contracts where they can, where a team can opt out of a contract if a player want to ask out or, or or a player can opt out of a contract like two years into his deal and, and he have a four-year contract, like a player option, year two of his deal, he can accept his player option and stay for two more years, something like that. Would that be possible? Who knows? Would it be possible that the Knicks tank, or let's say they don't even tank. Let's say the Knicks win 30 games. Let's say something horrific happens, right? We just go on a bad losing streak. We just getting our asses kicked. And we get a top four pick, top five pick. I would absolutely call Charlotte and say, yo, you trying to give us LaMelo Ball for whoever's the fucking fourth pick? I'm I'm fucking doing it. I need a move like that. Something just a rabbit out the hat, something that's like a hypothetical, but a hypothetical that could happen in like the tenth multiverse. Because I can see that happening. Because I even if the Knicks, let's say hypothetically speaking, like even if the Knicks were to win thirty games, let's say they jump off to the to the fourth pick or whatever. Let's say because I'm trying to just hope for some good good shit to happen or hope the Knicks to start winning. But let's neither. In here. Let's say the Knicks jump up to the fourth or fifth pick. I'm calling around the league. I don't know if I want that young boy to step in the building. Depending on who's on the board, I mean, it's gonna be damn tough if if Amon Thompson or Asura Thompson is there on the board at four. But at the same time, if I got a chance to get Lamelo Ball right now, like right now, right now, oh uh, man, oh uh, man, it's gonna be some arguments up there and in the, in, in man up uh, in upper management. And I think what will win out will do to say, yo, you know, you know what. We're trying to win now, and since we're trying to win now, we're not trying to wait for a guy to develop. We actually would trade his pick, and I would actually do a deal like that. Is there other guys I would trade a top seven pick in this year's draft for? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe so. Maybe yes. Um, Who are those guys, State? Uh, I don't know. Right now, looking at a picture of Scotty Barnes, and he has this – Yo, I, speaking of Scotty Barnes, man, he's having a horrible season, by the way. Um, I called him a future superstar. I love Scotty Barnes coming out of that draft. I'm still taking him number one over Cade. I know a lot of people say, oh, State, man, that's a bad take, but that's my take. I mean, it ain't your take, it's my take. I'm taking Scotty Barnes. You just can't teach 6'9 with that ability to play on ball, off ball like Scotty Barnes, me personally. Um, if I'm the Knicks and the Raptors want a full-scale rebuild, and they're saying, yo, you want Scotty Barnes or somebody? Yeah, I'll trade them the pick. Give me Scottie. But see, I'm greedy. Give me Scottie and OG. See, I, I'm that type of dude. I'm that type. But then, see, now you're talking trade? Art. see, I ain't trying to do all of that. But I would absolutely trade that pick. Not for OG and Anobi, but I would trade it for Scottie Barnes. Like something like that, rabbit out of that. The, um, the Phoenix Suns is going through some some. <laughs> They're going through some turbulence right now, and with the injury to Devin Booker being out for a month, you're about to see a lot of teams be desperate. Um, I don't know how desperate they are, but at the same time. I'm going to be honest with y'all. There is a scenario where, and I'm sorry, Ralph, but I'm just going to have to say, uh, there is a scenario where if the Knicks keep losing, but the Suns are losing at the same time, there is a scenario where the Suns will call the Knicks if, they're just, if they just cannot stay afloat the next month. Because the Suns, unlike the Knicks, the Suns got a guy who they... Catered to him as a superstar. I don't believe he's a superstar, but they have Devin Booker. And on top of the fact that they got Devin Booker, they got another guy who's on a max deal, who's DeAndre Ayton, who's the number one overall pick. So their situation is far different from the Knicks. On top of the fact that their owner, I believe, is really cheap. Like, he's really, really cheap. But at the same time, if your franchise player in your cash cow is Devin Booker, and he's out for a month, Are you going to allow your team to just drown? Or are you going to make calls to get media help now? Now, if Obi comes back, what's the plan with Obi? Now, if Phoenix calls, absolutely, you know, they got to give up the 2023 pick unprotected. Absolutely, they got to give me a 2025 pick unprotected. Randall's playing like he's playing like he's playing like a monster right now. You got to give me the whole shebang. I don't want nothing less. I'm selling high. That's what I mean by sell high. I'm selling real high. You got to give me three first round picks. Cam Johnson on the men, so I can't really steal him right now. But I steal some other players off their team. I don't need a lot. I really don't need a lot. But I steal a couple of players off their team. But they're definitely going to need help. I don't And... It's crazy because they, they could start they could start Randall and Reddish on the Suns right now, and they would be a nice, fitting team. But that was poppycock what I just said. That's just to me talking out my ass. But shout-outs to Devin Booker, though. Since the, from the 23-15 draft, he has the most 30-point games. He has 164 30-point games. Second on that list is Carl Anthony Towns with 96 30 point games. And third on that list is D'Angelo Russell with 39 30 um, point games. Fourth is actually Chris Porzingis with 38. So salute the Devin Booker, man. He's a good player. He's a, he's a star basketball player. He's just not a superstar to me. Uh, would I build around Devin Booker? Hell fucking no. Uh, but and, and do I trust Devin Booker in a playoff situation? Hell fucking no. But at the same time, would I build with Booker? Yeah, damn right I will. Booker's the type of guy, like, he's the type of guy that I would love to have him if I had, like, a super team. Like, if I had somebody better than him, I would love to have him on my squad. Because I know that's an automatic chip. Like, if Booker was, like, his second or third best player, you're winning a championship. That is a fact. That is a fact. I have much respect for his game. Much respect for his game. Give you prime example. Let's say the Suns, right? Let's say they went into the finals. They got Devin Booker. Let's say if they had a prime Carmelo Anthony with Chris Paul at the age he was, with Devin Booker, them boys is not losing to Milwaukee at all. Cause that shit Chris Kobe Middleton was doing the book. He ain't doing that to no prime Carmelo Anthony. I'm so sorry. Much respect to the NBA champion. But Booker, he's a championship certified number two option bonafide, bonafide certified. But as of right now to me, you cannot win no championship. If he's your best player on your team, you're not winning championship at all. Like you're not even close. You're not even sniffing it. Certain players, you need other great players to play with these guys. Luka Doncic is different to me than Devin Booker. He's on a whole nother level. Like he's really a superstar. Like that. That right there is a superstar. Do you see the other players on his team? Like I like I like Booker's game though. Would I trade for Booker? Um, me personally, I don't want to see Booker. But if the Knicks was the was the try and go get him, I right, cool. Like I like I, I'm not adverse to that. Uh, but you know Devin Booker with Jalen Brunson in the backcourt, who's defending? When you sign Jalen Brunson, you have to take him into account. People just be throwing these outlandish backcourts everywhere and they be killing me like, you want Zach Levine. Why? He's not going to work with Jalen Brunson. Why do y'all just disregard? Like, Disregarding Jalen Brunson is idiotic to me. It's stupid. He's going to be here for the next four years. You have, In every single move, you have to account for Jalen Brunson. And he's not in any one of my trades because I feel like he's a part of the future, me personally. Brunson, RJ, those two, they're part of the future. They're not in no deals what I'm talking about with any basketball player. I really enjoy the basketball that Jalen Brunson plays. At times, he don't act like a fucking point guard, but at the same time, he's played with ball-dominant players before. Say you get a guy like LaMelo Ball. I like both of those dudes in the backcourt together. LaMelo Ball got to commit to defense though. He got he to definitely commit to defense, but I like both of them in the backcourt. I'm handing my offense to LaMelo Ball though, I'm going to be honest with you, but Jalen Brunson, you, he, he could still get the same amount of shots because LaMelo Ball plays in the same backcourt with Terry Rose here. Is Terry Rose there better than Jalen Brunson? Hell no. With all due respect to Scary Terry. But I got to show my guy some love here. And he definitely will be um, a part of the future. I don't know how long Jalen Brunson will be out still, but his lower back, um, he's hurt. He's been hurt for a minute now. I feel like it's been forever since I've. Watch Jalen Brunson pay, play basketball. Um, I hope he gets better. But if it was up to me, Jalen Brunson ain't coming back for me until the second week of January. I don't want to see Jalen Brunson January 1st. I want to see him second to third. I want to see him January 9th to 10th. Or if he's really, if it's his hip and his back, I don't want to see him until the end of January. If this team, let, let me be really honest with y'all. If this team continues this losing streak, and they get punched by the Spurs, because I'm definitely putting plus 20 on Devin Vassell, That shit is staring at me like a hot plate. 20 plus on Devin, I'm definitely putting that. I'm definitely putting 20 plus on Jalen Green. And if it's not Jalen Green that's going to give us 20-plus, 30-plus that game, it might be KPJ. Unless quickly and and, and Grimes come to hoop. But even if they come to hoop, they're going to be tired by the mid-third. So that's the reason why we're going to lose. We're not going to lose because we get out-talented. I don't think we're losing because we're getting out-talented. I think that's kind of false. I think we're losing because we're just – Genuinely exhausted. You can't say the Knicks are a bad team, and the numbers say that they're a the ninth-ranked offense, and I believe I read off it did a the tenth-ranked defense. That's not possible. That's idiotic. That's a bad tape. So what is going on? What's the what's the what's the underlying meaning? They're losing because they're fucking exhausted. It's not because they're a bad team, genuinely. They may not have the most talent in the world, but they're a good team collectively. They're exhausted. Their coach is outdated. The president of basketball operations is gunshot. They have too many cooks in the kitchen. They don't know who's the one option. And I think that's the biggest problem. That's one of the biggest problems I have, too. Like, it's it's cute that people say, yo, the Knicks have three 20-point scorers. That is very cute. It is very, very cute. I don't want three 20-point scorers if their names is not LeBron, D. Wade, and Chris Bosh. If you're not three current Hall of Famers... I don't want to hear about you three averaging 20 depending on how good you are and the way I look at Randall RJ and Brunson I'm like I'm not going to disrespect them right now and just call them mid I'm just I'm just gonna say that they're not these so-called the greatest players that Nick's Twitter trying to make them out to be because no coach in their right mind would look at this team and say, we're a win-now team. That is idiotic. I don't know how the fan base allow management to feed them that bullshit. Now, let's say if you go get me Kyle Kuzman and, and Roy Hachimura, but you still got Quinn Grimes, you still got R.J. Barrett, you still got Mitchell Robinson, you still got Jericho Sims, you still probably got Quickly, but they might take Quickly away because they'll start Quickly at point guard right out the gate. They might take Ovi. Who knows? Shit. Wizards got three wings I'll take. i take Denny too. Shit. One of the best-rated defenders in the NBA last season. I don't know if his defensive metrics ranked the same way they was last season, but when I watched Wizards games last season, that boy was defending his ass off. About 6'9", 6'10". We'll take all three of them ninjas right now. And all three of them could – you you throw all three of them in the Knicks rotation right now. You're completely your outlook on the Knicks is completely different now. Now you could you could you could spark some confidence within the fan base. Like, oh yeah, we got some wings now. Um, we got two bigs. We got Mitch. We got Sims. We got size. We still got Randall. We now we can play small ball. We could tinker with the lineups. You could could gas fans, now fans. We got Quentin Grimes. He's starting. We got Quickly. He playing. Like, you can sell the fan base on that. You cannot sell the fan base on playing seven players each night and having us fans bark at each other instead of barking at you guys. Got fans. And shout outs to my guy The Real, man. Shout out to my guy, man. Like. Shout out to my guy, Legion, man. Like, you so, like, and I was annoyed with him because you so focused on the fact that I called Quentin Grimes Quentin Nellikina, and rightfully so, man. I mean, man was putting up triple singles, man. I don't care what nobody say, man. Get them to start a job and, and all of this. That's neither here nor there. We don't cry over spilled Milk. It's about to be a new year. It's, it's December 29th. Fuck all of that. We're gonna move past that. I'm I'm about to move past that. It's about to be a whole new year. We're not gonna continue to 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 try to live off the past and, and and try these things. But you could try, you could actually try to sell the fan base on winning now and winning in the future if you have a collective unit that we could believe in, but also putting out a unit where we're not scared that a player is going to injure his fucking ACL every night. Because that's where I'm at with it. Genuinely, I'm genuinely horrified for the Knicks players for the next couple of weeks. I'm horrified. Like, like horrified. To so the point, I got to like this again. Because I'm I'm, I'm, I'm horrified. Luckily, RJ only got a lacerated finger. Everywhere Tom Thibodeau goes, injuries occur. And me as of right now, like, the biggest reason why I think we're going to lose is because I believe in the higher power. And the higher power right now is just screaming at me that the Knicks is going to continue to look this way because Leon Rose as much as I want to scream and these Twitter spaces, screaming vids, screaming podcasts, as much as I want to say it, this man will not make a trade. He will continue to allow Ralph Mann Randall to trot out there and play 44 fucking minutes. That shit is egregious. This shit not even about player stand no more. Fans shouldn't even, you can't, like, literally, Brunson is playing well. RJ's playing well. Randle's playing well. Mitch is playing well. Quickly, Grimes, across the board. Everybody's playing well, but they're breaking down. I watched yesterday's game, and I watched the Raptors game. And the one thing I noticed about Grimes is his defense is falling off, and it's falling off game by game. And I attribute that to fatigue. He got hurt last game. Matter of fact, the whole, not even just him, I'm not even going to pin that on him, but he's one of the primary defenders. So most of it is on him. I give him about 20%. But the 80%, you got to spread that out to the Nick players. They got pumped. Pumped, pumped. I like what I've seen from him, but you got you cannot put these six four dudes on these tall six foot seven guys who could create their own shots and think that's going to and expect for good results. It's not going to happen. So, D, I absolutely believe the Knicks is going to continue to lose. Um, I'm hoping that you do a draft lottery soon, um, around January 15th, preferably. Because I believe the Knicks will go on a – I'm not going to be very disrespectful and say a 10-game losing streak. I'm going to go light, and I'm going to say they're going to lose the whole Texas triangle. I'm going to go light right now. Because I don't believe Tibbs will – he's not logical. He's never thought logical. So I can't think logical. I got to think like Tibbs. He's going to run a seven-man unit out there tomorrow. Everybody should take all the unders on the Knicks players next game. Because they're going to be tired. The, this shit that Randall's doing, this Herculean effort where this man is scoring, and like I, I, I think I, I think I've seen this man personally score at least twenty points and a half, like eight times this year, literally under this bum ass offense, Tom Thibodeau's offense. I wish I could see Randall and RJ under a different coach. But you've seen, but but you've seen points where Randall. Can create for himself. He could create for others, but you could put him in different positions to succeed. He's playing a damn good basketball brand this season, but he needs help. Man, gonna die out there. How is this man not gotten hurt yet? I don't know what he's doing. Kudos to that man. I'm. I, I'm pretty sure Randall spends at least one million per year on on his body alone. Pause. At least. At least I'm pretty sure he got a private trainer. I'm pretty sure he got a private chef. I'm pretty sure he got all of that shit, bro. Cause he's never that man is never hurt. And yet, best ability is availability. And that is that if that's his best skill, god damn it, that shit is an A. Cause he's always available. And that's one thing I would give to him. But if he gets hurt, not gonna who that's on. Not going to blame Randall. Absolutely blaming Leon Rose. I'm skipping Tom Thibodeau. Blaming Tom Thibodeau for shit is poppycock. That's fool's gold now. It is nonsense. I don't even like to listen to Twitter's faces when they're talking about Tom Thibodeau anymore. Because it's absolutely pointless to me. It's up to the president of basketball operations to make a trade. It's not up to Tom Thibodeau no more. We know it, We know Reddish ain't never playing. Stop mentioning Reddish. We know Evan Foyer ain't never playing again. Stop mentioning Evan Foyer. Derrick Rose, I don't even know why the fuck he's playing right now. And another low-key thing, too, that I told you all about, I hate that Isaiah Hardenstein and Jericho Sims front court so much. I hate that shit. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. That is not modern basketball. That is disgusting basketball. Ain't no coincidence why the Knicks is one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. We can't get good driving lanes. We don't have no space on the court. And it's disgusting. What fucking coach to play Sims and and, and fucking Isaiah Hardenstein together? That is stupid. This is why I think the Knicks would never win. And it's not because they don't be having the talents. because they prefer to choose politics over winning every time. Like, even if you wanted to start Grimes, bro, you can play Reddish, bro. He's healthy, bro. And I noticed something, too. I don't know what Nick fans pointed out. I think it was Suffering Nick fan. And I look back, and I watched the replay of the game, and I noticed towards the end of the game, and I'm looking at the bench, and I'm looking at the bench guys, and these dudes don't look angry. They're actually smiling. This is cool to you. Like this is fun, like losing is fun. Like D D D loves losing. Ralph loves losing. Rikishi loves losing. The real we love losing. We just we are great losers. You tell me one dude you ever seen who genuinely loves losing. Fuck off. Tell me none don't like losing. But when it comes to the NBA and when it comes to the Knicks specifically, this is just for no other organization. I'm just talking strictly Knicks basketball. We operate on a different type of scale. And we operate on on politics. We operate on trying to get the best deal. We operate on trying to look good. We operate on, on, oh, um, RJ could shoot one for nine, and I'ma still trot him out there and still have him keep shooting instead of holding him accountable. Or, or I can have Randall slap a laptop out of a coach' hand and the coach out of an assistant coach's hand, and the head coach does nothing but folds his arms and looks the other way. I can quickly come out. And go one for 10 from three, and the coach don't even try to set him up to get him a good look. It's egregious. It's Leon Rose's fault. Ain't Tips' fault. We know what t- Tibbs ain't changing shit. Done with that. I see why DB cutting cats off now when they be complaining sometimes, because that should be bullshit. That should be bullshit. Nobody want to hear that shit no more, man. Oh, Tibbs this, Tibbs that. Tibbs is doing the, Tibbs is doing, yo, personally speaking, I think as of right now, he's legit playing the kids. He's doing the best he can do right now. We know he ain't changing. We know he ain't adapting. We know these things. So fuck complaining about him. Leon Rose need to make a trade to get that man some soldiers. I can't just pin this all on Leon to on Tibbs. Fuck no. Nah. Randall came back. He 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 playing better. RJ came back. He had finally arrived December first to play basketball. Quentin Grimes finally healthy he playing is hooping. Mitchell Robinson is showing his work. Everybody doing their part besides Leon Rose. Everybody. Tibbs get credit, but he's still a fuck boy. And to, and, and to Leon Rose's fault, that is his guy. So it's going to be hard to, like, for, for Tim's to be fired from the Knicks, no funny shit, he would have to lose a a, a record amount of games straight. I'm talking like a, like, this losing streak that we're on, he would have to lose at least, no funny shit, he would have to lose at least to the last week of January until Nick fans is like, all right, you know what? Get this fucking guy out of here. Make Johnny O the head make Johnny O the interim coach. At least we could try to salvage the season by making Johnny Bryant the head the interim head coach and try to get a, get the 10th seed. Cause Tim's is very capable of going on a long win streak, and we are very capable of having more injuries. Cause I think another guy is gonna get hurt tomorrow. I already foresee it. This shit like some 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 came shit like I be seeing this shit from far like like I already for like I knew the Knicks was gonna lose when Randall and quickly did not jump for a rebound, bro, and Duel got the rebound back and passes to Spencer Demwitty for a wide open three. Like I was so heated and I couldn't even muster up the energy to blame Randall all quickly because they was just fucking tired, extremely exhausted. So, we're going to go in the next game. We're going to run a seven-man fucking rotation, which is absolutely fucking egregious. We're going to lose that game because Pop is going to run out 12. You're going to trot out 12 on us. I already seen the Spurs. I mean, ever since this particular season, I wasn't really using – I used my NBA TV and I used my NBA app. I was using it at the beginning of the season, sparingly. I really started watching a lot of other teams after, like, the 10th game. And a lot of teams played fun basketball. The other day, I was watching the Spurs. And I forgot who they was playing. But watching Devin Vassell work the mid-range, Looking like Chris Middleton, that shit was an absolute beauty. But just watching the off-ball movement, the the like nobody's st- um standing still doing ISO. Everybody getting the ball, they already know what they want to do with the ball. They passing you know, or they shooting or they dribbling. They go into the paint. But Devin Vassell in particular, the way he was manipulating pick and rolls, the way he was scoring in the mid-range, the way he was saying contested middies, that shit was a beautiful thing to see. Y'all don't know how bad I would love to see the Knicks in a different offense. Like, that is like just watching Randall come off a, a, a flare screen to hit a to, to, to hit a three, to get a catch-and-shoot three. Imagine that big ass two hundred that six foot nine, two hundred fifty pound monster just coming off a double fair screen, and just coming off the screen, pick the roll. Now pick your poison. He coming off a, a a fucking he coming off a double screen. Now you either got to a jump at him because he's been hitting the three, or b you got to overcommit. Now if you overcommit, that's an easy driver lane right to the cup. But see, Tim's is such a dumbass coach, and he don't empower his players. So usually there's a center. Under the basket. Because he did not empower Mitchell Robinson to shoot the ball. And I know that now, I know that's for a definite fact because of what Mitchell Robinson said earlier this season. Yo, bro, we don't play like that. I'm not asked to shoot the ball right now. That's a Thibodeau call. That is not a Mitchell Robinson call. Spark some life. Into this lineup, watch some life into the offense. I just said earlier, and if you think I'm lying, you could go look it up yourself. The Knicks' offensive rating right now is the highest it's been in 20 seasons, and I'm ready to tank. That is a problem. I absolutely want to do no winning with this head coach whatsoever. Even at the expense of, I'm sorry, Ralph, D, Trippy, Todd, I'm being so selfish right now. At the expense of the coach, I prefer the Knicks to lose. No funny shit. While the young players, I I still want the young players to play well. And I want the losses to look good. But I want us to lose because this head coach has to go. Him or Leon Rose, somebody got to get fired. The fact that y'all lived off of that COVID season for the past two years, y'all gotta stop y'all bullshit. Leon Rose, you in your third season. You should not be a 500 team in your third season, big dog. At no point. People saying Jalen Brunson was to come here, make the team better. We're still 18 and 17, marginally. And that's no disrespect to Brunson. Mar- marginally, the team with the best offensive rating in twenty years is marginally better to me, in my opinion. Y'all don't have a problem with that? This team is we have no closer right now. As it currently stands, I believe Brunson is a champ. Now, I'm y'all. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be respectful when I say this. I love Jalen Brunson. That man is a championship third or fourth option. With all due respect. He's six six foot one. There's no planet, no multiverse. i want a six foot one guard unless your name is Allen Iverson or you close to Kyrie Irving or you big shot Chauncey Billups. No way in fucking hell I want you to be my closer under no circumstance. We got a full sample size of Jalen Brunson trying to close this year. He ain't it. Julius Randle, don't get me started. And what's crazy, this is how you know, fellas, that season is over. Randall hit six straight clutch free throws in a win. Games later, Grimes steps up to the free throw line, misses two straight. Then Brunson comes up to the free throw line, misses two straight. We give away the game. And then I watch my Knicks literally lose a eight-point lead in under 30 seconds. Wow. If that's not a shot in the head on some Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, Special Op Mission, when you start at the bottom of the hill in the in the house and the first dude that walk out the big house is the juggernaut and you gotta gun his ass down. That's one of those. But instead of you gunning him, the man shoots you the, you know he got the automatic joint with the big with the big bullets. Pop your ass right in the head. That's a headshot game right there. That's a kill shot. That's a you I don't know how I don't know how he muster up the confidence for the rest of the season. And on top of that, RJ gets hurt? Quentin Grimes, love you so much. I hope he gets all the development he can in these losses that we're about to receive and quickly in Mitchell Robinson because this shit is about to pile up like hotcakes. This shit
0: about to pile up.
2: Brunson out for another two weeks. RJ out for two weeks minimum. Obi, I don't know when the fuck he coming back. That man been out for damn near a month now. Mitch, it's another thing too, man. Mitchell Robinson, may may, may God bless him. Knock on with him. Mitch cannot get hurt either. Oh my God. I'm already, I'm already, ready to tank. Because RJ's out for two weeks. What are we winning for? What is your purpose? When I ask you, I'm gonna ask you, this is what I the question I'm gonna leave you with. What is your purpose of winning this season? What do you want? What do what do you want to accomplish? Do you really want to go to the playoffs with this coach? Do you really want this coach to win so Leon Rose can gas the fan base and tell the fan base, hey, look, we won 42 games. Let's go trade for Zach Levine or let's go trade for some guy who's on a large contract, who's who's not even a star, who produces points, but who's not going to get us over the hump. Let's trade for that guy you watching Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, 38, 39 points. You think that's stopping that? Nick's got to do something, man. They better start planning for the future. They better stop thinking for the now, and they better start thinking for the future. That boy in Orlando, that boy is scary to me. The Dominican bomber, Palabanchero, yeah. You better, be scared. you better be scared of that man. I don't want no parts of that man in the playoff series year, in four years from now. I don't want anything to do with that man unless the Knicks got a 6 foot not wing who can match up with him. I don't want nothing to do with I don't want R.J. Barrett nowhere near that man in the playoff series. Are you kidding me? Last time you seen a rookie average 21-7 and seven was Blake Griffin. Go look at when he was drafted. Two of the greatest rookie seasons of all time. Well, Will Chamberlain, he don't fucking count. He was like a mythical god. Go look at Michael Jordan's rookie season. You tell me how you feel about it. Go look at, go look at Allen Iverson's rookie season. My favorite NBA player of all time. You tell me how you feel about it. I don't want nothing to do with Orlando in a future playoff series unless the Knicks get the records and players that can match up with it. Teams are starting... To counteract the Golden State bullshit and they're playing big. In the finals, the Celtics got punked. Yes, but the Celtics was just babies. They was just little babies. Little, little itty-witty babies, little turtles. You know, the little turtles who feed them the little brown, little black little things that look like doodles. That's what they are, they're little babies. You know, to get Al Hoffman, you got know, Derek White now, now they got Malcolm Brogdon and all that. But so, the lead, you're going to need size. And you're going to need size, not preferably at the center position, you're going to need size at the wing position. Because you got to throw, in a playoff series, you can't just throw one or two dudes at guys like Jalen Brown and Tatum. You got to throw the whole fish tank at them ninjas. Tatum is too damn good. If I ever seen a reincarnation of Tracy McGrady, that is Jason Tatum. He is—he reminds me of Tracy McGrady so much, man. He is really good. And I knew he was going to be good since college because in college he had an advanced handle. When you that size, like 6'9", and you got that kind of handle that he had, yeah, you're going to be good. With that three-point shot he already had, He's going to be good. But I didn't think he was going to be this good, grow his taller, and become a defensive stopper as well, a great two-way player. Shout-outs to Jason um, Taylor, um, man. He's become a fine basketball player over, over these last couple of years, man. And I watched a lot of basketball players growing up, man. It's been very special to watch that young man come up. Would you trade the farm for him, State? Yes, I would. I like Tatum. I like Brown, too. I don't know who I like more, though. It depends on what day you catch me. Because in the finals, J- Jalen Brown outplayed Jason Tatum. But I think because Andrew Wiggins made Jason Tatum look like James Posey. Just completely shut him down. Just said, nope, you're not going to sp- – nope, try it again. No, I'm 6'8", too, brody. And I'm athletic just like you. And I'm the number one overall pick, and I'm playing like it, brody. So, these are some of the teams that we got to contend with. We got to be realistic. RJ Barrett is a six foot seven. He's a big ass shooting guard. He is not no fucking small forward. Like, at all. I prefer RJ Barrett to go toe to toe with shooting guards instead of him going toe to toe with small forwards. I'm sorry. I want him going at James Harden instead of going at a small forward. That's just me personally. I think you doing him a disservice having him go at small forwards. When you're playing him at shooting guard, he can actually play his game. And it's crazy because he's still averaging, I think, about 25 points the last 10 games. But I just prefer him at shooting guard. You got your backcourt, Brunson, R.J. Barrett. Find me a fucking small forward. Go find me one. Let me get to this last hypothetical, and then I'm gonna get out of here. Um, I was I was back back to the convo I was having with Uncle Freeze. I was having a convo, with Uncle Freezy. and me. It's crazy because me and me and Uncle we talking at like five in the morning. Go check that out, man. Belongs tears, man. We was talking at like five in the morning yesterday on Knicks at Night podcast, and uh, we talked about a hypothetical. So we went back to to when we drafted Porzingis, right? And he basically said, What if the Knicks, right? Because you know they traded uh, Porzingis. What if the Knicks kept Porzingis, right? Let's say, hypothetically speaking, we don't even draft Kevin Knox, right? Let's say the hell with Kevin Knox. Let's say the Knicks instead draft Michael Porter Jr. Just hypothetically speaking, right? Now you draft you Michael Porter Jr., you got Chris Tass Porzingis. Now you can sell the fans on the following season, because remember, Porzingis was still hurt. So, you know, you wasn't going to fucking play Porzingis that season. He was still hurt, obviously. Uh, and you wasn't going to play Michael Porter Jr. his first season. So you could have sold to Knicks fans, say, hey, man, we're not going to – Like, and I know the point that the Frank Nelakina pick was a horrific pick. Horrific. I'm just talking as far as the Michael Porter Jr. pick. We're just going to skip over the Frank pick. The Frank pick was so bad. Like, I don't know who was worse. Frank Nelakina or Frederick Weiss. The only difference is Frederick Weiss never came to the USA. Frank Nelakina did. That was a a horrendous draft pick. Right. Hypothetically speaking. Got Porzingis. Now you draft MPJ. Let's say they never trade Porzingis. Let's say you, let's say you re-sign Porzingis. You give Porzingis the max. You give him what he wants. Give him the max. <laughs> but in this this scenario, okay, you fire, you still, you still fire Steve Mills and those guys. You still be Leon Rose in this scenario. But um that same offseason, right? You draft RJ Barrett. You still get RJ Barrett. I still believe that John Morant will be in Memphis Grizzlies because money, money talks, and we know how the NBA draft is. They're going to need a replacement for Michael Conley in the arena that has the worst attendance in the NBA, and that's how you solve that. You give them John Morant. You give New Orleans fucking Zion Williamson, and because the Lakers and New Orleans needed to trade, and you give them the number one overall pick, and you replace. Uh, Anthony Davis with uh, another generation of talent Zion Williamson. So, you take R.J. Barrett. Now, I don't know what season Michael Porter had officially played in, so what I would do is go and check Michael Porter, Jr. stats and... We could find out what season he started officially playing in. Oh my God. It's ESPN. ESPN is so stupid, man. I freaking hate that app, bro. Like, what a passion. I really hate that app. So, going back to the 2018 and 2019 season, right? He did not play at all, right? So, In the 2019-2020 season, he played 55 games. Um, He only started eight. Uh, But he still shot 50% from the field. He shot 42% from three. Uh, He still averaged about half a steal, half a block, um, about five rebounds, under one assist. That was probably only really the one alarming thing. Um, He averaged 9.3 points per game. Uh, In the following season, uh he started 54 games, played 61 games. Now in the 2019-2020 season, that was the season where the Knicks had literally won uh those meaningless games when we started Mo Harkless and Alfred Payton. So hypothetically speaking, you know, let's say we are playing Michael Porter Jr., set of those guys with RJ Barrett. Uh, now you got Chris Tass for he's probably playing Uh, now you're probably not even looking at a season where you're probably not tanking RJ Barrett's first season now you're probably winning at least I'm not going to be disrespectful I'm not going to be disrespectful Uh, but Fizdale was the coach and Mike Miller was the interim coach and both of them two dudes is horrific at their jobs but what I will say, we i said say we win about uh, 30 to 35 games, right? Uh, now you go, you win 30 to 35 games. Uh, oh, but I got to take into account Julius Randle and Chris S. Porzingis actually playing in the same song lineup. But still, fuck all that. It's a hypothetical anyway. But let's say you got uh, Michael Porter Jr. And now he's fully healthy. Now you're going into the COVID season. He's healthy. Porzingis is healthy. RJ Barrett is healthy. Um, you would hope that the Knicks would have signed a point guard already or got their point guard in the future because there's no way you have a front court like that and you don't have a point guard. And let's say you go into the 2021 season. Listen, the Knicks won games with fucking Alfred Payton at point guard. I'm pretty sure anybody who they stuck at point guard this season with the way Randall was playing, with the way probably Michael Porter Jr. probably played, with the way probably Porzingis would probably play, you could easily would have won more than 41 games if you would have just just stuck anybody who was just serviceable at point guard. Right? So you go into that season. Now you go into 21-22. And I see here that Michael Porter Jr. only played And started nine games that season. But you got to take into account if Julius Randle and RJ Barrett is on this team, am I really considering Michael Porter Jr. and those guys um, actually injury prone? Like, would they get the same amount of injuries? Would it occur on the Knicks? I don't know. Um, Michael Porter Jr. does play with Jokic, uh, but still he has chronic back issues. Porzingis, he did play with Luka Doncic. He still had chronic knee issues, So, but who's to say? But at the same time, the Knicks would have absolutely would have been in a better spot. Absolutely. I don't know if that Michael Porter Jr., that hefty contract that he got right now, I don't know if it's paying off, but as it stands right now, he's shooting 47% from the field. He's shooting 41% from three. That is amazing to me personally. Like, I really like that. The only thing I don't like about Michael Porter Jr., and it's really annoying to me, is he averages 0.7 steals and 0.4 blocks. He's just not the defender that I would like him to be. And if you got a guy like Porzingis protecting the rim, maybe it's kind of serviceable. Maybe R.J. Barrett can focus on defending more, and he doesn't necessarily have to score more, and he can necessarily just playmate more and allow – Randall and those guys to focus really more on scoring. And maybe RJ Barrett could become a, an even better threat. But that's a nice little combination. Like, And I say all of that to say that drafting and drafting well, no matter where you're at in the draft, matters. And even if I wanted to tank, this type of draft is a draft where I'm absolutely against the Knicks trading, out of the first round. At the same time, if they got a top four pick and they called, and this is never going to happen, but if they called Charlotte and say, look, man, we're we'll getting to fourth pick for, for Lamelo," something of that ilk I absolutely would do. But anything else is fool's gold. Anything else is absolutely fool's gold fuckery. Giannis was drafted 15th. The two-time MVP, Jokic, who... Hmm. Is he a top ten center of all time? He's reaching it. Does he have to win the championship? You're damn right he do. But Jokic was drafted in the second round. Did you know the Knicks could have drafted Jokic? Do everybody know who we drafted in that second round? Or people just don't know? I think it's Clay Anthony Early but I don't want to be really too disrespectful. I don't really want to be too disrespectful. Oh, I just seen Nick's recap. Tell me about Luca Monchero. Take again. Who would you take? Would I take? Oh, so I asked. <laughs> and I know D going to get at me tomorrow about this if I pop on spaces. And so I my my final thing, and I'm gonna get out of here is I asked the question, I asked the thread, I said, yo, if you had a number one overall pick, and I said, and this, this this is a tough one, but if you had the number one overall pick and you had a choice between Zion, Luca, Palaboncero, and I forgot who is the other guy. Who was the other guy I said? Palau Bonchero. And it was somebody else. Ooh. Palau Bonchero. And I think it was John ja Morant. And I said, Who would you pick? And the dude asked me, like, Who would I pick? I instantly said, Palau Bonchero. And I love Luca. I love Zion. I love John ja Morant. Yo, that boy palau Boncero. I, yo, I, y'all dudes gotta understand. Like dudes that come out the drive. Like I watched a lot of young boys coming to NBA. He is different. Like he's an alpha right now in his first year. Like RJ, it, like RJ finally became an alpha. Like he finally, he finally showing hair on his chest this season. He's showing a little spunk. At first he was a little shaky. He finally showing that. He got that real good dog in him. Palabon Cheryl's a dog right now. Don't have the IQ yet. Still, she's still very young. But yo, those type of players, you got her. Those type of players is players that you draft. You draft, you draft players just to defend that guy. He's one of those type of guys. Like the Knicks literally will have to draft. Some, they literally have to draft somebody, or, or they'll have to get somebody in free agency, or they will have to trade for somebody that will have to go at this man. Because RJ Barrett, I love RJ Barrett to death. That man, Palau Bonchero, that six foot ten Dominican. I don't know if he's Dominican or, 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 or Hispanic. I don't care, I'm calling him Dominic. That dude is nice. He is nice. Like, scary, nice. Like, horrifically scary, nice. Victor Weminyama, Pala Bonchero in the same draft. Somebody might fight in the upper management stands if I'm in there. We might have to fight. We might have to. We might have to. I'm taking Palao over Zion. I'm sorry. I love Sion. 25.60% from the field. Last young player to do that is Shaq. Sion is unstoppable. But that Palabra Chero, I don't know what it is about him. Woo. Woo. I don't know why the Knicks won March games this year. Oh, so disgusting. Oh, my God. Oh, man. But salute to y'all. Let me get out of here. Um, I've said enough. I don't feel like talking no more. I appreciate y'all tuning in uh, to late night spaces. Just wanted to talk real quick uh, and just talk some nicks, give my feelings, give my thoughts. Uh, I know tomorrow uh, people will remember this part Bonchero take, and I will be called out for it. So I'm just going to be prepared to defend myself about it. Uh, I just know that somebody's going to come for me. Um and but that comes with the territory, man. Listen, man, I see. i like I've seen a bunch of NBA players, man. He is scary as fuck, dog. Scary, like really scary. So appreciate y'all, man, for tuning in. Late night spaces, D. Supreme, Ralph, Todd, Kishi, um, the real bad, Charlotte. I seen y'all pop up here a couple times. Stan, seen popping here, um. Nate, Nick, all of y'all, man. Daniel, I appreciate all of y'all, man. Um, y'all have a blessed New Year's. Um, hopefully, I hear from y'all before this New Year's end. Um, I mean, before this year end. And hopefully, y'all have a blessed New Year's, man. If I don't hear from y'all on Twitter spaces for the rest of the year, man. Appreciate y'all, man. I'm out. Peace and blessings.